3: For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.
2: What is going on, everybody? My name is Cutter Lawler. Welcome back to the week of Movie Mondays. This is the Here's for Hire podcast. We are back again talking all the week's movie news, entertainment news, and just generally having a bit of a chit chat about everything to do with film. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Beard. Sean, how's it going? I'm good, Connor. That was like the most straight you've played the
1: intro in months.
2: <laughs> I, I really, I really wanted to be more professional this week. I felt, I felt like we were getting pushback on the fact that we were shit.
1: Wow. Okay. Well, I'm glad we've addressed that in one fell swoop on the on this particular episode. It,
2: it was my mother. <laughs> my mother said. <laughs>
1: Not about the show, just how we conduct
2: ourselves in general. No, my mother is always like, "That Sean's a nice boy." I don't like that. <laughs> I like your mum. She 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 she
1: doesn't deserve the shit you give her.
2: <laughs> get out of my life, mom. <laughs> She's like, do You don't even live here anymore. What are you doing? Why do you keep coming back and telling me to get out of your life? <laughs> um sean this is movie mondays what do we do here uh
1: you have spent the week gathering all of the movie and entertainment based news that hmm. you were able to find and i have been too busy usually answering this question for weird news to know what i'm going to yeah. say at the minute <laughs> i went yeah, off I book it, it was weird
2: <laughs> i i've mixed it up but yeah this is movie mondays um but, and we yeah we normally just discuss all the weeks just nerdy news now I would let everyone know. Um, we would really enjoy if you gave this a like and review or whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on. That would really help us out. But Sean, we're going to get straight into it this week because I've got some pretty exciting news. I went to the cinema this week, oh. and it wasn't for the Batman. Unfortunately, that's next week. Seeing Moonfall again, of course. (laughs) For the fifth time. No, I went to see Uncharted um, over the weekend. You're surprised.
1: I am surprised. I didn't think anyone would see Uncharted. It's the one film I've ever come down hard as being like, I really hate this as a concept.
2: The the Sony CEO, he's coming a different direction because Uncharted is basically an unmitigated success Sean, um really? it has already broken broke through the one hundred million dollar mark and it's opening weekend. Okay. How much did it cost to make though? Uh I, I don't know that but opening weekend if you're making a hundred million dollars. No, pretty that's good. Not bad. I will
1: say. Really, really good. And it is the cam before the Batman at the minute as well. So it's coming yes. out at a really, really good time.
2: It also has a 90% positive audience score on Rotten Tomatoes, and none of that really really matters. What really matters is people want to go see Uncharted because it's got Tom Holland in it and he's coming off that Spider-Man that Spider-Man push um, so leading all this up to our big news this week and John, this might excite you because I know hmm. the Uncharted oh no the oh, uncharted no. <laughs> movie um, really caught your attention oh it's I really paid
1: attention to it in a big way
2: the Sony CEO has celebrated the Uncharted Uncharted success and calls it a new hit movie franchise.
1: Oh no, there was one word I was afraid of and it came up. <laughs> Jesus we, Christ.
2: We have on our hands a new franchise, Sean. Yes, I'm excited. How are you feeling?
1: Oh uh, dread, I would say mm. dread is the word. It's It's not that I have anything against uncharted or anyone involved with the production of this film. Personally, I just think it looks really, really dull. Um yeah. and now it's just gonna it's it's gonna be like Indiana Jones now, where they're just gonna milk it until it's aliens in a temple. <laughs>
2: That's, that's the normal progression of these stories but what I will say is having seen it Sean there was one man I thought of that I thought would like this movie and that is you because no you, impossible you ridiculously love National Treasure the film don't do and this. the sequel
1: don't do this to me do not tell do me ca- that this movie is in any way like National Treasure which is a perfect franchise it's
2: the same
3: <laughs>
1: But it's not, though.
2: (laughs) It's national treasure mixed with a little bit of Fast and Furious in that everyone doesn't really get harmed by things that definitely should kill them. (laughs) Is there many riddles in the movie? Because I'm a big fan of the
1: oh. riddles in National oh, Treasure. There,
2: there's like there's like crosses that are keys, and you have to break in. But then it's also riddles oh. upon the church. Oh, no. You got a bit of Dan oh, Brown, lads. the the Vi- Vinci code stuff. They got to crack into these places. A so one place leads to a different place. Where's the treasure?
1: Wait. A clue leads to another clue leads to another clue.
2: Yes, right. and in several of the clues, they nearly die due, due to traps set traps. by previous generations hiding Owner the traps.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, it It sounds compelling. I will be honest.
2: But well, why was none of
1: this in the trailer then?
2: <laughs> well, the trailer was mostly just being like, look at Tom Holland. <laughs> this is Uncharted. But having watched it, I think... No, this is not to say the movie is good. What I will say is it's it's very bland. It's fine. Um, okay. It's one of those where after I see it, I kind of forgot that I had seen it. That's not... Like, it's not bad, actively. It's just a movie that happens and Tom Holland is charming in it and I'm like okay I'm with you there and is, also there's I, some weird trick or some riddles he, here's a
1: question is Tom Holland just playing Peter Parker in this movie or is he a, a, more, a more confident kind of character in it
2: I will admit he is just playing Peter Parker yes
1: okay okay <laughs> so he's kind of he, he he's really capable but very earnest and reserved <laughs>
2: That is literally the character <laughs> description that I had in my head. But also, this might surprise you, Mark Wahlberg's in it. And you'll never oh. guess who he's playing, just in terms of as a character. Is he playing,
1: And let, I'm going to hazard a guess here, is he playing Play- Mark Wahlberg?
2: He's playing more Mark Wahlberg than ever before. Oh <laughs> it's, no. It's like he turned up to set and they just went, Mark, you don't really have a character, just play around and we'll see what we can use so is this like fantastic is it
1: Transformers Mark Wahlberg or like no yeah, It's Marky like, Mark
2: it's it's like uh, sarcastic Mark Wahlberg so he's oh like, from
1: daddy's home okay like, like
2: he's he's cool and he's he's tough and he's always like, "Oh, Tom Holland, you don't get it. This is this is what I really think." But he's like taking the piss out of him at the same time. It's a very nice relationship. All the riddles actually. that lead to treasures.
1: <laughs> the riddle. I'll be honest. I'm more excited about the riddles. I will be completely honest here. Um, <laughs> the news of this becoming the next big franchise, I can take or leave that myself. I'd rather they continue National Treasure if they're going to do that. But I mean. Give Tom Holland another another job after Spider-Man,
2: you know? So uh, why we bring this up is that we could be having another franchise on our hands here that Tom Holland is now a part of. Um, <clears throat> he's just left Spider-Man, and now Sony are like, we're locking you in for another at least two, probably, Uncharted films because they keep making more than they cost to make.
1: That You know what that is very true. I, I, also, I don't know if he's confirmed as having left Spider-Man. They just there's See, no plans yeah. for those movies at the minute, so
2: he, He's busy he's, filming Uncharted Three. He doesn't have time. He's already on the third the man's a machine. <laughs> and he's so earnest and good at flips. And yet
1: he's reserved.
2: <laughs> and yes, he doesn't know what's going on
1: sometimes. And he he worked in a bar. Did you hear that he worked in a bar <laughs> while training for this? Because that's all that's been being pushed to my phone for weeks. <laughs>
2: Um, so just so everyone knows, we could be getting many more Uncharted films. It's a video game movie that's not actively terrible, though. So there's that. That is actually an achievement, though, because like I think the best one before this was
1: probably Detective Pikachu or something like that.
2: Yeah, I, I would say Detective Pikachu was probably the best one. What about Doom? 2005's Doom oh, with the rock? Oh, I,
1: mean, that was, I mean, Detective Pikachu knocked it off the top spot, I will admit. <laughs> But up until then... Uh, wait, oh, what about World a st- of
2: Warcraft.
1: Oh, a, a classic, of course. <laughs> what about Michael Fassbender's Assassin's Creed?
2: <laughs> All greats. All greats of the genre. Um, Upset by Uncharted. <laughs> yeah, look, Uncharted is here to stay. We're going to be seeing a lot more of this. It also features a moment. Um, I don't want to give away spoilers, but... There's Oh, like, there's Magellan's uh, treasure and all sorts in it. But it, it's right up your alley up until that point. But there's a moment where they're on a, an old ship um, okay. and there's a helicopter. And okay. the guy in the helicopter pulls out a handgun and Tom Holland fires a cannon that's on this <laughs> ship.
1: Like an, an old pirate-style cannon.
2: Like a Magellan's cannon. <laughs>
1: Amazing that that still functions all these years later. Oh, gunpowder, fine.
2: It just really? um, put it and in the maintenance lights. to the cannon itself. That was upkept Absolutely all these years. Grand. Absolutely grand. He kills the helicopter. Everyone saved. Kills a helicopter
1: with a cannon. That is a very Tom Holland move because he's earnest.
2: And when he does, it, he's like, "Oh, um, uh, yay! I did it."
1: Then he makes a fucking great old fashioned right at the end.
2: But fuck we love Tom Holland. Look, Tom Holland is the most charming man. So fa- get that money if they're willing to pay. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, get that paycheck is like is our attitude towards Tom Holland. Like, if, if yeah. you're the hot thing in Hollywood, ride that for a few years. I just
2: want go- good things for that little boy who cried.
1: <laughs> I want to cast him in Dune instead of <laughs> Timothy Chalamet.
2: No, no yeah. did you get anyone with nose? <laughs> I mean, they're both
1: very affable. <laughs>
2: <laughs> they're both lovable guys. So day like wait so, so nice. a minute.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, uh, look, I'll watch it. Um, pro- I'll probably watch The Batman then this and then probably Moonfall again
2: I would I'd tell you you should watch Uncharted you might like it just unwillingly you might unwillingly like it if I do I will wholeheartedly come on the show and, and say I like okay. it Okay. Okay, fair enough. No, I'm not saying you like it because it's good. I think it's it's right up your alley in terms of dumb. But <laughs> okay, okay. I'll, I'll take that as well. That's fine. <laughs> this is a man who likes National Treasure 2, Book of Secrets. <laughs> it's one of the
1: best. One of the best National Treasure movies there's ever been.
2: <laughs> uh, we're moving on to our next piece of news, Sean. And this is a small one about Charlie Cox. Um, Charlie Cox is oh. Daredevil. Um, of course, made his spoilers, I think. made. I think it's out by he, now, everyone
1: knows. Made his
2: return to the MCU in the latest Spider-Man movie. Um, but he has also now confirmed that he will be returning as Daredevil in the MCU soon. So we have Daredevil for a few years come. Daredevil's actually been taken off Netflix, along with all the other shows. Um, yeah, Jessica be-
1: Jones and Iron Fist and Luke Cage and all of those.
2: Yeah, they- and they'll be coming across to Disney Plus, which I mean kind of cements that he's kind of in that world now if they all come across.
1: Yeah, it's like the- Disney Plus also has things like uh Agents of Shield and the Inhumans and all that kind of stuff. So, I think it's just there as like oh, here's a a reference to these characters once we introduce them properly in the future.
2: So my question to you is, is this going to be in the world of a new Daredevil series or are we looking at a um, She-Hulk? Are we looking at any of the other Disney Plus series that he could pop up in? I think there was a rumour of this not too long ago that uh, Echo from uh,
1: Hawkeye is getting her own spin-off. Echo, uh, another uh, deaf comic book character and i think matt murdoch was to show up in that quite a bit as well i also wouldn't be surprised about the she-hulk thing because they are both lawyers in new york so that 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 makes a lot of sense um and after that like it's kind he can kind of just be one of those characters that pops up Because he is just, he's around, he's always there.
2: But then my follow up to that is, will we ever see a Daredevil season four? Basically, is is kind of what everybody's wondering. That's, yeah.
1: And I don't know because I think they'll, do you know the way they were never allowed to do a Hulk solo movie? So they put Hulk's arc over a bunch of different films. Yeah. I think it might be like that, that we get the wrap up, to a lot of Daredevil stuff spread across over a bunch of different properties, I don't know if they'll outright come out and do a Daredevil Season 4. And if they do, they'll just call it Season (laughs) 1.
2: Which I, I think is a bit of a mixed opportunity, or a missed opportunity, I should say. Just due to the fact that, like... I know we kind of shit on Daredevil season two, like season one. Excellent. I went back and watched season two. It's actually pretty strong until like episode seven. And then it falls off a fucking cliff. Once, you know, all the ninjas start coming in and he defeats like the 700 ninjas. You're just going, okay, right. That's true. And didn't Defenders come
1: after Daredevil season two, but before season three. So I think it kind of soured a lot of
2: people. Exactly. And so you have that like one, probably I think a seven episode stretch that's really bad. But then like season three of Daredevil is really strong again. Like I remember thinking, this is like really good. Because I think we all went into it not expecting much. I just said, we had the last half of season two and then the Defenders. And you're kind of yeah. like, uh, it's fine. I mean, yeah. But having watched that, I'm like, I'm back all in. And it is sad that that was the last time we'll see him. Just, I mean, he wants to do it. It's an easy Disney Plus series if you want to put it out. Um, but I don't know if they can go as violent. Are they worried that like if they do it, they'll have to go less hallway fight scenes, more Hawkeye fight scenes?
1: That's what I was just about to say. I think it will be more like the Hawkeye show in terms of how they handle it. Now, I like the Hawkeye's portrayal of Kingpin as well. Um, did conf- A lot of people I were did. against that. I like it because in, in the comics, he is just this immovable like chunk of a man. Uh so I I I think it absolutely suits him. Um but I and I think that kingpin is confirmed to be the same like I think everything that happened to him in the Daredevil series happened to him in the MCU. I think Vincent D'Onofrio said that. So Yeah, I, I think they've carried that over. Yeah, so I wouldn't be surprised if everything that happened to Matt Murdock in the Daredevil series also happened to him in the MCU and we just see the wrap up of their story over like maybe the next, you know, Spider Man film or something like that.
2: <clears throat> yeah, you could I mean you have that team up with Spider Man, e- that's an easy one. That's just waiting and, to happen. Yeah, like She Hulk Moon Knight I mean you could pop up in Moon Knight, could pop up in Secret Invasion, could pop up in Doctor Strange, the Multiverse of Madness a little bit. I don't know if you would, due to the fact that like Spider Man's kind of that I think that was the version that they wanted him in, but I would mm. say probably more likely. I mean, where's Moon Knight set? Is that that's in New York as well? It's Moon. Yeah, traditionally
1: he's in New York. The series seems to be bouncing around a bit to like London and a bunch of like European and African locations. But, but I think it, he's going it's to anywhere.
2: Up- it's anywhere where the character goes to court <laughs> in some way.
1: Yes, you can always, like, just summon in Matt Murdock to defend you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I think She-Hulk is probably the most likely one. I like the idea of them teaming up. Um, I also like the idea of, like, having... Maybe having him in, in Miss Marvel. And, like, you have this really nice, like, combo of, like... He's the... He's the older hero trying to teach Miss Marvel. But Ms. Marvel's clearly way more powerful than he will ever be. But, like, he's, like, trying to talk her through things... Yeah, like, yeah, it's not how so we much would about do
1: training; it. it's more about like coaching, kind of. So you know, here's yeah. how you manage this life, kind of a thing.
2: You could you could view him as more like of a legend of New York, of like that's daredevil. Like he he's getting a bit older, but he's a legend. Now look, Charlie Cox is probably going to get ripped for the next role. Oh
1: yeah, so, <laughs> <he's not laughs> that, that man's old. going to be absolutely fine going <laughs> yeah,
2: forward. But uh, he's, he's busy doing RTE shows here in Ireland. <laughs> That's the thing. Yeah, he
1: he just took a a little bit of a career break from being Daredevil, um, but I would love like I I I would love if in the next Spider-Man film, say, or the ne- or in She-Hulk, they have to like investigate the Devil of Hell's Kitchen.
2: It's just a cool name. Um, it it's, it, it,
1: so so cool, but like you set him up as like oh is he a, like to people who do not know. Or maybe people even in the show, they're like, oh, is this a, a villain? Because it sounds like a villainous name. But then it's like, no, he's a vigilante, he's helping people. And then you have that whole debate about, oh, is this the right thing to do to arrest this guy? You know? I mean,
2: you, ha- you have him as Batman. You have him as pretty New much York, Batman. That, it, yeah. it's like, he's a legend. People don't know who he is. But they're like, the devil was here. And everyone's kind of like, who the fuck is the devil? Like what are you talking yeah. about
1: but just no one talks about him at all yeah, I also so, fully believe he might have got snapped and that's why he was <sighs> even in the five that's years that's great
2: option yes that's how like, you solve everything that's such a
1: useful little like story point that they have that any character we haven't seen oh he got snapped and then he decided to become a superhero and
2: Danny Rad never came back yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> Danny Rand just went off. Oh. When people, when Doctor Strange made everyone forget about Peter Parker, he just included Danny Rand subconsciously.
2: No, when Danny Rand disappeared in the dust, everyone who was left broke into applause. <laughs> oh, yes.
1: <laughs> Tano said it was random, but there was one person. Who definitely was getting dusted.
2: Um, so yes, look, I hope I hope we see Charity Cox back. I mean, I just think it'd be I it'd be so cool just having him have his own series. We will accept Joe just like short cameos, but like I just want more because that character's so good and it's just sitting there waiting oh, like, used.
1: And even like the four seconds he was on screen in No Way Home. Outstanding yeah. character he, portrayal. He's just,
2: he's just so good in the role. Um, so we're moving on to our next piece of news, Sean. And this is one that really surprised me because Paramount have come up with a new live action idea for a show. Oh, uh, for dear. a movie, I should say. Is um, this Chip and Dale? So Chippendale
1: oh, okay but so, Chippendale looks great, I just want to say.
2: <laughs> so Paramount they have decided to they they've found their next I don't want to say franchise. But oh, they've found their forbid. next They've ne- found their next big team because of course Detective Pikachu did well. Um and so right. where do we go from here? Well what we have is Jerry Bruckheimer coming at the helm? Now, Jerry Bruckheimer, oh, I of know. Of Pirates of the Caribbean fame. Pirates of the Caribbean and National Treasure and, and National Top Treasure. Gun. So, a strange I think link between those franchises. I think you're Jerry Bruckheimer's son. I just want to make that clear. But the blockbuster king, as they're calling him, has found a new live action movie based off the popular franchise, oh. Beyblade. Oh. Fuck off right now. (laughs) Live action Beyblade movie is coming to Paramount. Holy
1: shit, this is amazing. I don't even care that it's going to be terrible. That's
2: class. (laughs) I want to say, first of all, straight away, there's probably at least 70% of people listening to this who do not know what fucking Beyblade is. This story is only interesting to me and you because of our age bracket. So, Sean... Could you let everyone know what Beyblades are?
1: Imagine spinning tops, <laughs> right? But radical. Uh, basically, this comp- the company made spinning tops. I think was it Bandai or something like that. But they made spinning tops for nineties kids, and they had like monsters attached to them. And they were all jagged, and you'd fight them in this big arena. And then they did the Pokemon thing of making an anime designed to sell these toys. And
2: mm. and each Beyblade, has a, had a bay, each Beyblade had a Bey. Each Beyblade had a Bey launcher. So, like, yeah. you have this string, and you'd pull it, and then your Beyblade would sell start spinning. Okay, that's normal. But your opposition would also spin his. They'd go into like a little bit of a, a coliseum did a bit of a coliseum a bit of an arena did
1: you have uh, an arena of your own uh, i up? i didn't have an arena i i just
2: had my own beyblade
1: oh well i had an arena connor and i was the <laughs> coolest kid on the street okay <laughs> i had M- master draciel that was my beyblade uh, <laughs> a defensive but, type. Uh,
2: <laughs> but how can you have a defensive It
1: doesn't make any sense. It's bigger. It, it's bigger. It's got more mass, so it spins uh, longer, oh, even after getting hit.
2: Clever. Tactics,
1: but my boy. Here's the One thing. lad in school, <laughs> melt, you know, okay. So they used to have this rip cord on them, right? And you would say, let it rip. And you'd pull the rip cord and that would launch the Beyblade. <laughs> One lad in school, he like melted two rip cords together. So it was extra long. Oh shit! So he used to get such a long pull that the yoke would oh. just spin for ages.
2: Oh fuck! He's cheating. He, was that like steroids? But it's, it's not cheating,
1: regulation now. It's no. no it's a. Uh, Were
2: they drug it's, tested w- him?
1: <laughs> in primary school yeah 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 we have to do a, a swab on the way in
2: <laughs> for some reason he's also on steroids like he doesn't need it; he's having to mould these things together
1: the stronger the pull you get the better
2: <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah so in this TV show you would just basically put on the string the two things would spin but in the TV show version they would basically spin for as long as the plot needed and at yeah. certain points, characters in the show would summon demons from within their Beyblades to Spirit fight. Spirits of
1: the Beyblade. Yeah, yeah. They all are different, like, different monsters attached to them. One of the Beyblades I had came with a little kit to assemble the monster that the Beyblade represented. Um, but then how did the monster,
2: you know, in real life come mm-hmm. come into the battle?
1: Oh, well, there was a sticker on the Beyblade. <laughs> And that showed the monster that it would be. Oh
2: shit! <laughs> He's got a sticker! <laughs> but in the show, that is how it worked, right? And so obviously they just sold trillions of toys This was like Pokemon. In my head, it's like Pokemon, then Digimon, then Yu Gi Oh! Then
1: Beyblade, and then Bakugan tried to be a thing.
2: But then it Bakugan? went kind of back to Yu Gi Oh! Hmm. Most. Yeah.
1: And now Um, Yu-Gi-Oh! is like... Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon, I think, persisted the longest.
2: But this was pretty big for a while. So, Sean, my question to you is a live-action Beyblade movie. Is there any interest? One. Does the the world need it? Two. And also, how bad is it going to be?
1: I mean, that's... See, it depends how they do it. Because the traditionally live-action anime adaptations, absolutely dogshit terrible. Uh, Like, look at Cowboy Bebop on Netflix recently. But, what if we did, like, a Queen's Gambit-style movie, but with Beyblade? You know?
2: (laughs) Fuck you, I'm in. (laughs) Yes.
1: (laughs) Like, I just think it could be really, really good. Uh, Now, where does the drama come? when, Like, you literally, you have no agency over these, these blades no, once they go into the arena it seemed in the, the TV arena.
2: show that they could control them and I would never understood how that was going on I, I think there might have been a remote
1: function I know some of them could jump that they had like springs in them and then they could like hop over the other blade
2: that's surely um, not the, in the spirit of the game in the spirit of the Beyblade
1: I mean the spirit well the spirits are like dragons and
2: shit <laughs> so maybe it is maybe that's what they wanted to do <laughs> look at my sticker it's a very big sticker <laughs>
1: I, but where, like, do you do it as It's got to be an underdog story, first of all like Oh, it's some a competition kid, Yeah, yeah, and he, like some kid scraps together a Beyblade From parts he found in the road uh, And he goes up against the, the, the evil team the, the Ivan Drago of Beyblade Masters Yeah um, who is all the you best Cobra Beyblade Kai. gear
2: You Cobra Kai Beyblade
1: You Cobra Kai Beyblade I think that's the <laughs> way to do it, Jerry. Um, if, now, <laughs> If we could perhaps have a fight on a big wheel, if we could arrange that for the Beyblade film.
2: Jerry's already written that. The (laughs) fighters are trying to spin it while they're rolling and Johnny Depp's like, oh, no. (laughs) But is it going to be a case that all of the problems in this movie are solved
1: with Beyblades?
2: I I think that is the, well, to be honest, if you ever watched any Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh! or Beyblades, um, Sean, all problems are solved through battle.
1: That is true. I think, like, the world economy in Yu-Gi-Oh! is based around card games.
2: Like, a guy would rob a bank, and Yu-Gi-Oh! would be like, I'll duel you, and if I win, you have to give back the money.
1: (laughs) That's very true, and he's got his duel disc ready. Um, (laughs) But I'm excited, because this, like... Think of the merchandising opportunity. Think how many Beyblades I can buy because this movie is I being think you, made.
2: I think you're thinking of you're thinking like a Paramount producer currently. That this is why they're doing this. Now, I just wanted to let everyone know this was happening. Um, they are currently working on it. Jerry Bruckheimer's already signed on, so and he normally has a bit of clout. So if he's signed yeah, yeah. on, they normally they normally go through with what he's working on. Um, so yeah. We have a Beyblade movie coming our way, probably in the next three years. It's probably going to be terrible, but Sean can use it as an excuse to buy more Beyblades.
1: And that, in a way, that's what this whole podcast has been about.
2: <laughs> this has been the long con for the spirit of what dragon, whatever you said,
1: Master Draciel Connor. <laughs> Sorry, I found it course. on eBay. I'm actually going to buy one. <laughs> oh fuck it. <laughs>
2: Um, he's like an old turtle it's class oh go away we're (laughs) moving on to our next (laughs) piece of news Um, and it involves Star Trek 4 Sean Um, oh it wasn't um, Twit and Tarantino going to do this at some point so he was lined up and then he was he was uh, removed um, and then they got someone else in and then it was also removed Uh, JJ Abrams was involved um, but this is during Paramount's investor day. Uh. and it was all up in the air about what was going to happen Okay, so nobody knew Uh, Paramount wanted to do another one the cast were a bit iffy J.J. Abrams is also involved he did one and two he's kind of like it was all very under wraps it was hush hush about whether contracts were being dealt out whether the movie was even happening they were still in the negotiation phase But then Paramount did a very interesting negotiation tactic in that they shot themselves both in the balls and in the face simultaneously, (laughs) ultimately probably costing themselves quite a lot of money because they had J.J. Abrams announce on the Paramount Investor Day that they are officially moving forward with Chris Pine and the original cast with a Star Trek 4 without telling... The original cast oh no yes oh no
1: so like uh chris pine's always held on like everyone is just
2: so now fucked? chris pine hasn't signed his contract yet but the whole cast if we think about this logically have paramount hanging by the balls because they can say, well, I want $50 million to do this movie. And they go, oh, no, we don't want to pay. They go, well, you've already announced it with J.J. Abrams with the original cast. And I'm Chris Pine. So you can't do it without me.
1: Gee, Like, I am looking at this cast as well. And even since those movies, like the remake came out.
2: Chris like, Pine, they have gone Zachary Quinton careers, Simon Pegg, Carol Urban, Zoe Saldaña, John Shaw like they are. Yeah. I mean, and Chris Pine especially. Carol Urban, Zoe Saldaña, she's got that Marvel money now. She don't give a fuck. Like here's yeah, the Chris, thing.
1: Carol Urban is the boys now. Uh, like and Deep Roy was in this. <laughs> do you know Deep Roy? <laughs> no. Deep Roy played, in the remake of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Deep Roy played all of the Oompa Loompas. um, Oh, okay. But each Oompa Loompa was technically a different character. So he got paid for each character that he played in that movie. Absolutely,
2: dead right. Um, Get that money. (laughs) But here's the thing. So they have announced that Star Trek 4 is happening and they didn't tell the cast before they did it. It's a very
1: Warner Brothers, oh, we're going to put everything on streaming
2: kind of a move. <laughs> I think it was an investor day for Paramount. Um, mm-hmm. And they were kind of probably, we need good news because obviously this is the investor day. So we want people to give us money. And then we'll go, they probably said, do did, did we have that Star Trek 4 movie confirmed? And someone's like, yeah, basically, yeah. Like, like basically yeah. we have them signed on. Yeah, we just have to ask if the cast are okay with it. Oh, the cast are okay with it. We do not have to work out final details on money and how much we'll give them for each, you know, appearing in the film. As you know, this is the fourth one; they might not want to come back. But let's not yeah, make any wild well promises to the fans about them coming back, just in case.
1: Where Where did he go? Where Where's he gone?
2: <laughs> where's JJ Abrams gone?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh no, he's asking questions and never answering answering them. <laughs>
2: Um, they said that not only will they start filming this fall, remember, they haven't told oh. the cast they are going to start filming this fall, the movie will also be released December 22nd, 2023. So That's very soon. They've already announced that it's going to be released next year, at Christmas, um, and that they've started filming in fall of this year. And once again, it came as a surprise to the whole cast that this was happening.
1: That's absolutely... That is insane that they did. That's <laughs> that's borderline illegal, right?
2: <laughs> it's also borderline terrible in terms of, like, now they have to pay whatever the cast want or do whatever the cast want to make it happen. Because yeah. you can do the movie, but if Chris Pine doesn't come back and Zachary Quinto doesn't come back and Simon Pegg doesn't come back, what are we doing?
1: I think you have to cut your losses and just do like next generation And like Get in James McAvoy as Ah
2: but they announced To the investors That this is what they're doing
1: Oh so they're investing based on the fact that They think the original cast is coming back That yes. is Oh I see, I see So the if they give money
2: And <laughs> then say Chris Pine says Sorry I have to do Wonder Woman 3 I can't film then then the investors are more likely than not to say, well, I'd like my money back if you're not doing Star Trek. Did they li- so they lied to their investors. <laughs> they didn't lie technically, because I, I, I probably they were in negotiations. But yeah. if you are any of these people's agents, and <laughs> this has just been announced, you're like, Wait. Chris, stop for one second. They have to what? agree to whatever we what? say. <laughs> Chris,
1: what do you want most in the world right now? Because <laughs> we Cause can get it.
2: Because literally, whatever we ask, they have to say yes. Because they need yeah. you.
1: You are literally Captain Kirk.
2: <laughs> they said that not only were they all coming back, uh, as of now, Pine is said to have started early negotiations as he's the linchpin to the project. Quick keywords, early negotiations in that. So they've, been t- they,
1: they've arranged a meeting with Chris Pine, is what's happened yes. there. The screenplay isn't like,
2: even written, by the way. It's, even, it's being worked on at the moment with no budget yet in place. So they have nothing.
1: They went in with nothing to this investors meeting. <laughs> they <are> panicked no. <laughs> and said, oh, Star Trek 4. You know, we're all really excited. It's, it's coming the- out next we're Christmas. To have- Next, this Christmas? No, 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 next Christmas. I'm I love the they got
2: pressured into it. They're like, oh, it's coming out. And someone's like, Can, do you have any more? Sp- um, uh, oh, it's coming out at Christmas. Uh, oh, good you know, release time. Yeah, good. Le- and what, like, next year, or this year, what do we, we think? Because obviously you have it all worked out for the year. Yeah, you know, it's, um, yeah, just, 20, 23 2023 23, it's coming out. Yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> he, like, yeah, looks definitely. at his friend, like, 23? And the man's like shrugs his shoulders, like, yeah, I don't know, probably <laughs>
1: He's like looking at the, the investor is like on his way to write a check. And they're like like Oh, it's coming out twenty twenty four five three 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 and he finishes signing the check. Two
2: million dollars. Wow <laughs> Wow,
1: well, we can pay Chris Pine with this. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh man, I hope that cast are just like Okay, well, what are we gonna do? I would like four days off a week, please. <laughs>
1: yeah, I wanna, I wanna not be on set at all. <laughs> I wanna I've do got green screen, 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 but you yeah. bring
2: the green screen to my house. I spend half an hour doing one scenes or just one cut of one scene, and you just put it in the movie, and that's the, that's my negotiation.
1: I want a scene on the Holo Deck where everyone <laughs> is Captain Kirk.
2: So, um, by the way, J.J. Uh, Abrams is not going to be directing this. Um, so it's Matt Shackman, who's director of One Division. Uh oh, He's going to be coming in to direct this. So they have a director. So that's good. They just don't have a script or a cast or a shooting. Has anyone one told to,
1: JJ Abrams though that he isn't directing this?
2: At this point they're just making it up every single day, <laughs> I think, as they go along.
1: Yeah. It's like, oh the you like one division?
2: Yeah, they're, they're, we'll get mad. At it. it's still, do. still them, your man's still writing the check in front of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> who, who do you have to direct it? Oh, um do you like Hawk? Oh, and he's like starts to write like low numbers. Uh, who? Uh, low low key One Division. One Wanda, oh my kids love the one WandaV- Yeah, no, we have that director we have him coming in yeah,
1: yeah. we have we're gonna make one have you heard it's like of Steven really Spielberg
2: <laughs> we don't have him
1: <laughs> no, have you heard of Martin Scorsese he loves these kind of movies
2: <laughs> I hope they announce Scorsese's coming in to direct <laughs> Star Trek 4 He's
1: just like uh, Citizen Kane we're gonna do Citizen Kane again <laughs>
2: Um, just someone losing it in front of a whiteboard. <laughs> I, ju- I just wa- want to see what happens. I think this is going to be really funny for the next few weeks to find out what the cast do. Um, but yeah, look, if you could get them to give you like five days off a week, just work one day for half an hour. Every day lunches for like three hours long. Just take your time, lads. Pitch anything. Um yeah, yeah. Speaking of pitching, Sean, we have Kenneth Brada. Um... Now, Kenneth Branagh, who you might know, director of recently Death on the Nile. um, Pretty good film? Good film? Pretty good film. film. Pretty good film. He's known for obviously playing uh, Agatha Christie character. uh, Characters, Mm -hmm. I should say. But not only is Death on the Nile after coming out. Kenneth Branagh is pitching. And this is some of your favorite words that I know you're going to like. A film verse based on Agatha Christie's Miss Marple. He wants no. to make a Christie verse Sean. This is awful.
1: <laughs> like the idea itself is fine, but the like the 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 marketing spiel that has to be put around it, yeah. I hate. Also, Knives Out is just going to be better, isn't it?
2: Look, I mean, you've you've got Miss Marple, Miss Marple there. You've got Poirot. There's two in the universe, so you're you're up to two. And yeah. I think they're the two that we're probably going to concentrate on most, if we're honest with ourselves.
1: I, I I would say so, quite honestly. But like, and and look, those are both very long-running TV series as well. Um, the the whole detective mystery novel turned show. So like, there's I, there's absolutely no reason that those won't be good films. Um, but please, like, what what's the benefit to that being? a shared universe with Poirot like why can't you just make those films individually and just call them oh here's an Agatha Christie story
2: I I think he's thinking of in terms of like you do Maple this Marple movies and Poirot movies same time but like they're just movies that they make lots of money but they're separate detectives and then maybe you work up to an Avengers team up
1: or they both have to solve both. Oh, they have to investigate each other's murders. Oh, excellent. They're both dead. And hear me out here Chris Pratt as Poirot. Oh, huh?
2: shit. <laughs> no, Chris Pratt as Miss Marple.
1: Oh, my God. Then who do we get to play? Poirot.
2: Uh, I'm jennifer gonna announce, lawrence i'm gonna announce chris pine as <laughs> chris <laughs> Right
1: <in> the, now <laughs> bring chris in
2: <laughs> what's he doing nothing um no well kenneth Branagh is amazing as Poirot and i think like he's perfectly cast he's a very good director he also directs those movies um mm-hmm. and then Nile, it's quite fun if you don't know who the murderer is i think it's an excellent little murder mystery romp um well you think murder th- is funny do you no. Well, <laughs> how how are they done? Uh,
1: big anvil falling off a cliff.
2: Uh, pretty funny. <laughs> Can fun. they get kicked in the balls beforehand?
1: Oh, you know they're getting. Kicked oh, in the balls you know they did. What is
2: into
1: it. What happens is one man is holding an anvil off a cliff, gets kicked in the balls, drops the anvil. Other man no. simultaneously getting kicked in the balls. Think, oh, it can't get any worse. Anvil on it. Piano on guy kicking. Oh, then he pops out with the piano, and all of his teeth are keys.
2: <gasps> I love that. Yes, I'm in. <laughs> but here's the thing, right? Yeah, you've got murder mysteries. I feel like with the success of Death on the Nile and, of course, Murder on the Orient Express and all that, you've got mm. you've got Knives Out, which excellent. One of my favorite movies. I feel like they're going to ruin it, and I think this is them ruining it because think, yeah. Because a murder mystery, something like this, is like one every three years. I want one every three years or one every four years. Just a random movie where there's a murder mystery. we got to solve it. It ends with everybody in the one room. is like, the murder is among us. But who? That kind of stuff. What, what
1: if we make a, a movie about Among Us, the video game?
2: <laughs> of course. Uh, <laughs> but what will happen with this is you're going to have Miss Marple, Poirot, Knives Out 5 back to back to back to back, ultimately reducing each movie's effectiveness because they're all no. different, but they're all the same. I, that's
1: very true. And I think we talked about it with Knives Out where I think you said it like, we hadn't seen something like that since Murder on the Orient Express, which had come out a couple of years beforehand. And it's like, that's what makes it special is that it's not something you see every four months in the cinema.
2: But um, I think it's because people like them, and but people like them because we haven't seen that in a while. Like obviously, we had the long run of TV series, and there's always a murder mystery on whatever channel you're watching at some stage throughout the day, whether it's CSI or whether it's, like, any of those, clo- any of those shows. But once they realise these make money, they're just going to keep putting them out, like, yeah. one by one. And I do feel
1: at the minute that they're afforded kind of a... Uh, A special treatment in terms of how they make the movement Like the director would be given a lot of freedom With something like this But once they crack the formula It's going to be like No you have to make it this way and, and, like and I mean there
2: is a formula there I mean there's a formula there from years of like even like Columbo or like just one more thing just, can I just ask you one more question Just and then you're like at the end of the show you're like oh yeah that one yeah. small detail is what solved the whole thing that's great and it also makes people feel smart if you pick the killer out before everybody else you're like they definitely did it no um, and that's the thing is,
1: they, and they always show every possible character who could be the killer they show them all right
2: at the start
0: Exactly. So you can pick yeah. it.
2: Um, knives out, I think, still has it because obviously with Poirot and Miss Marple, we've seen that before, yeah. and it's it's hard to do a murder mystery at surprise if if it already exists, like the, it's already out there.
1: Yeah, knives out is kind of the strength of it. Really, is its characters because with like I find with the TV shows from those other uh, murder mysteries, it's like the mystery is what you're in for. A bit of Miss Marple mainly, but, like, every character in Knives Out, like, shun. And it was a treat to watch all of them.
2: And and we had never seen that murder before. So once you've never seen it in any way, you're like, okay, well, who could it be? We don't know. Knives Out 2, I think, has a massive advantage over this. Because, like, as I said... It could be either, and also the cast for that film is outrageous. It's so so good. it's one of those where it's not just one big star. Like if it's one big star amongst them, you're like, well, they definitely did it because they're not going to pay that person all that money for. I don't want to spoil names at one, <laughs> but <Yeah. laughs> they're not going to spend all that money on that one person who's very big at the moment to be in the film, unless they are probably the killer. So. Whereas Niso 2 has like a cast that any of them could do it and they're also paying a lot of them a lot of money.
1: That's, yeah, like if it was a bunch of no-namers and then Tom Holland in the middle. <laughs> it's probably Tom Holland. Like, <laughs> it's probably Tom Holland killed him. Uh But yeah, when everyone is like on equal footing, then everyone is a suspect. And that's the interesting bit of it.
2: Yeah, I, look, I I hope they don't make a, a universe of any of this. Um, just make just, good movies. Just make one movie murder mystery every two or three years and I'll be happy. Let's not make it like every six months. We have to yeah. have one of these movies keep coming out.
1: Release it at Christmas time. You'll make bank and then just put that money straight back into the next one. <laughs>
2: Exactly, nail it. Um, okay, so we're going to have to move on to our next piece of news, Sean. And this is just a small piece of news about Christopher Nolan's next project. Um, oh. I felt like we hadn't talked about it at all, but it's been slowly assembling one of probably the best casts you'll probably see these days. Um, now, there's no other news other than like Oppenheimer is the name of the movie. Oh, Christopher yeah, Nolan's next yeah, yeah. big project, and we got a first look at all of their cat, all of the cast as it's expanding. Um, so here's the thing Kenneth Brada, who we just talked about has joined the cast so right. Kenneth Branagh pretty good at the old acting but of course we also have Killian Murphy who's going to be the lead um, who leads the ensemble he's playing Robert Oppenheimer who's a scientist who is considered to be one of the fathers of the atomic bomb um, mm-hmm. and helped develop the bomb during World War 2 now You've got Kelly Murphy, you've got Kenneth Brada. I wouldn't normally bring up a story like this in terms of cast, but wait till you hear the rest of the cast. Because <laughs> you've got Nolan directing, you've got Kelly Murphy, Kenneth Brada, Matt Damon, Emily Blunt, Florence Pugh, Rabbi Malik, Josh Hartnett, Dane Dehan, Jack Quaid, um, Alden Eidenreich, and Robert Downey Jr. as your God, cast. Oh,
1: my gosh. That's insane.
2: Yeah. No
1: cast should be that strong. <laughs>
2: like, like, it's. I think it might be one of the best ensembles we've ever seen for a film.
1: Uh, uh, like, uh, yeah, on a Knives Out level
2: of excellent casting. Yeah. Like, that's like, insane. There's no weak link there. Like, when you start off with Killian Murphy leading, and then you follow it up with Matt Damon, Emily Blunt, and you're like, okay, well, Jesus, that's a strong trio. Florence Pugh... I mean, probably the, one of the best young actresses working currently who who lives right now. You've got yeah. Rami Malek, um, Dane DeHaan, Jack Quaid from The Boys. Um, Alden
1: Dennis
2: Idenreich, Quaid's son as well. Alden Eidenreich, who's just thrown in here, of course, Han Solo. Um, yeah. David Krumholtz is also here. And then, finish it off, we just had a little bit of RDJ in at the top. That's
1: that's a and it'll be nice to see him in like what I assume is going to be a serious role in this film.
2: I think he Uh, probably wants to play something like a little different to Tony Stark
1: Tony Stark or Dr. Doolittle. don't forget about Dr. Dolittle <laughs> <True>. <laughs> uh,
2: that came up before the pandemic didn't it
1: I think it was just beforehand yeah but that was yeah. apparently a nightmare to work on oh that an the entire...
2: atrocious film
1: <laughs> yeah atrocious film atrocious working environment all of it bad uh, <laughs> I imagine this one's gonna be a lot better um,
2: yeah. now Nolan's coming off TEDdit. so I, I mean that's
1: true and that had a very good cast mm. I will say I don't think it
2: was This cast as good as this though
1: No No I would Like How much screen time Is everyone going to get In this movie Because That doesn't seem fair On anyone
2: Like yeah You walk into a scene And like You've got Killian Murphy On your left Robert Downey Jr Emily Blood And Florence Pugh and, like Matt Damon's got to walk in Good. I'm a bit nervous <laughs> Like th- th- These people are pretty good At this job He's
1: going to get yeah, like some major actor is going to get have like an identity crisis in the middle
2: of this. <laughs> um, so yeah, I just wanted to really cover that 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 is coming out. It's coming out next uh, summer, and um, mm-hmm. and it's currently being filmed as we speak. So look, what what we don't know anything about it other than the fact that it's based off um, obviously Robert Oppenheimer, the creator of the one, the fathers of the atomic bomb, all that stuff. But other than, in terms of plot. Not quite so sure. Um, Mm -hmm. Definitely something to keep an eye on. But, Sean, we're finishing off this week with Sony's casting Um, because Uh. Sony have added a villain to Craven the Hunter, the film.
1: An interesting statement you've just made, Connor, because Craven the Hunter is a villain.
2: It's interesting you say that, Chad, because Krev oh, no. the Hunter could also be a bit of an anti-hero, can't Jesus. he? I, so, I mean, he
1: did make like a hundred clones of himself and then have all the clones kill each other to find the best clone. Is that the yeah, actual of a cool. hero, Connor?
2: That's that's cool, though. <laughs> and mean, some of them die from kicks to the balls and, and you know, like just heavy weights?
1: I mean, I, I mean that was the majority of the killings, actually. Yeah, yeah
2: they so all stood is, under one big weight,
1: <laughs> and one Craven was just able to drop it on him. Uh, so okay, so okay, Craven, an antihero. Who's the villain in that scenario? Is a chameleon. Hey,
2: the chameleon has been added there to the go. Craven the Hunter movie. Very good, Sean. Um Thank you. so So uh, yeah, Sony has announced that the, chame- the chameleon will be the villain. In Craven the Hunter's solo movie. Um, of course, Craven the Hunter being played by Aaron Taylor-Johnson. What I want to know, Sean, is can you tell us a little bit more about Chameleon? What's his deal? It's actually kind of strange. So, so Chameleon
1: um, was... Uh, Sergei Craven, Sergey Kravenoff, was Craven's adopted brother, I believe. Um, and they grew up together. Everyone gave Chameleon shit yeah, uh, like they'd treat them like absolute, like like a lesser creature. Um, and Craven was the only one. Craven hated him, but he still showed him like some level of kindness. And so Chameleon was like, "I will fight and die for you, Craven." Um, <laughs> like, it, and that's why his whole thing is the Chameleon. Like, he'll just wear a face to make people like him. He will be whatever someone needs him to be.
2: So That's that they give him sad. any
1: sense of approval. It's really sad. Chameleon yeah. is like a heartbreaking character. He's also a maniac. But he's oh, like, okay. you can. his origins, you can absolutely see where that comes from. So it's, I guess in this, he's going to start off. They're going to do the brothers thing. Craven is going to get real mad at him one time. And then Chameleon's going to go off on his own and get angry and look for revenge. I think is
2: what's going to happen. Right, and do you think it's going to be a situation where you have anti-hero and Mm -hmm. villain as, like, two sides of the same coin, Sean, but they're against each other?
1: I suppose
2: so, because
1: the chameleon can also, like, he's a master of disguise. Um, Depending on the version, he's either a master of disguise or can magically change his face and stuff. Right. Right. don't know which one they'll do here probably the magic changing of the face so you can have a craven on craven fight in that case
2: I, th- I mean yeah i think it's just cool visually i suppose but that's like the ultimate um i know this is in sony but it's the ultimate marvel thing that the villain is just a hero but just in a different colored outfit
1: <laughs> yeah and i feel like sony are still playing catch up on that um but i think it's going to be a case that like craven's going to be bad but not entirely
2: bad and yeah, like, he's punching, an, is he's punching an orphan, but Chameleon's, like, punching two orphans, and he's like, ah, yeah. lad, come on now,
1: come on, at least ah. give one orphan a
2: break, come <laughs> on, bye, <laughs> I have the other one waiting <laughs> to be punched, <laughs> but, like, you can't give the right beating if you have both hands taken, or two orphans, you know what I mean? No, I, I do know what you mean, Craven, but here I am <laughs> punching Orphan still.
1: Uh, and everyone in the audience is like, he's so good! <laughs> oh my <laughs> Craven's god! Craven's a saint. Like, you need, because Craven needs to hunt someone worse than Craven. So he's going to start off, I assume, hunting like a Morbius or a Venom. Move on to Chameleon then, once he sees um, the, the 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 things that Chameleon is doing. What if? Marvel's what if? What if Chameleon turns into Tom Holland for a bit?
2: Actually, that's an interesting thing. Do they have the rights to do that? I I mean, they technically do? They're Sony? Technically, they would. They could do Andrew Garfield. But why would he? Like, in this universe, he is technically Tom Holland. So why would he turn into Andrew Garfield?
1: Well, I don't know. I don't know if in the Sony universe it's Tom Holland. Oh, no, because we see... No, so at the end of Venom, Let There Be Carnage, Venom goes to a different universe and sees Tom Holland on TV. Yes. So it's not obtuse to say that after the events of Far From Home, Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man makes himself known again. Maybe he's been operating in the shadows. He hasn't actually been public in a few years.
2: It is mad though that, like, if Spider Man existed in Venom's universe, he, we've just never heard anything about him in two movies. Yeah,
1: like, I, I guess, but they, but that Spider Man—did he ever have? Like, I suppose people did turn into lizards in New York. I was wondering <laughs> would that be pretty, national news?
2: <laughs> pretty public. <laughs> <laughs> pretty public alright It was pretty uh, like I want to make everyone a big giant lizard And I'm going to like turn everybody into lizards And then Spider-Man was held by the people of New York using cranes yeah, Oh yeah yeah did, Yeah that crane thing alone would have made Facebook yeah. um, And there was the whole scene at the end of Spider-Man 2 The amazing Spider-Man 2 When all the police are there But all there's a massive crowd and I'm assuming newspapers are there when the rhinoceros shows up and maybe it's a world where no news ever leaves New York. You know, maybe they're oh, just. Oh yes, that's good. It's all New and, York. And Eddie Brock, news. a journalist,
1: <laughs> has heard nothing of this.
2: <laughs> Does that remind you of um, Batman versus Superman when, like, Clark Head's like, "Bruce Wayne, who's that?" I'm like, yeah, Clark, yeah. you're a journalist. <laughs> you he have lives to know. like two hours away. Like. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I Look, I feel like they'll have to do some weird mind-bending shit to make, like, any Spider-Man come into this. I mean, this is Sony's universe, this is Venom, this is Morbius, and now it's Kraven the Hunter and Chameleon. So, yeah. a, a, Kraven the Hunter is good in this, he could be a hero, but he's also a dickhead. So I don't know how they're going to do that. Yeah, like he hunts he he hunted
1: animals for sport for years, then got so good at killing animals, he decided to hunt people.
2: Yeah, and kill
1: and kill them. And then when that got too easy, he decided to hunt superheroes.
2: <laughs> like so how in in any of the bit when he's hunting humans are we meant to be like, ah no, he's a good lad though. To be I think fair.
1: They might go the Joker route and just make him like give the chameleon like harsh upbringing, give that to Craven as well, and so everything he's doing is as a result of his upbringing.
2: You know what it's going to be?
1: What? Wolverine origins. It's going to be Wolverine origins. Yeah, you've yeah, got yeah.
2: Wolverine and Sabertooth, but they just don't see eye to eye. But one of them is violent; the other one much more violent.
1: He, yeah, one has a code that they stick <laughs> by. Yeah, yeah. Don't Craven kill kills too many, with many orphans. Punch one orphan at a time, I keep telling you, Demetri.
2: I only set small fires at orphanages. I do not kill all of them. I get at least three people out before I kill the rest.
1: Not three orphans, mind you. Three adults <laughs> who I later hunt.
2: The little kids, they've got little legs. I leave it up to them. But the humans, <laughs> I hunt them myself.
1: I don't know. I, I, it's its getting harder and harder with, the, with that Sony universe. To justify the anti-hero. Because Venom, by all accounts, is an anti-hero in comics these days. Uh Morbius is an anti-hero some of the time. Craven is basically always a villain.
2: Yeah, I don't think I mean he's part of the Sinister Six. I like it there's never really a story where is like, ah, he's a good lad though. He's ah, I you know what, he's kinda yeah. nice. There's some where he's
1: sympathetic, like you're meant to feel bad for it. Like Craven's Last Hunt is an excellent example of that. But
2: when he's sympathetic, he normally goes over the top psychopath and kills a bunch of people to kind of counteract that.
1: And then the status quo is returned. Yeah. And he's a bastard again
2: yeah I'm I'm really interested to in know where they go it's going to be he's bad but Chameleon is much worse Chameleon will just become him Aaron Taylor-Johnson is going to be doing a lot of work here I can only assume
1: yeah
2: um, also Russell Crowe is signed on for Craven the Hunter so we Was don't, know what, role- probably I don't, we don't dad, know what role we don't know maybe probably Craven's dad he's, go- he's going to be out in like the outback
1: hot take he's J. Jonah Jameson
2: <gasps> I'm trying to work out Sony's <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I don't know who they own. I have just, no idea who they own. Is it J.K. Simmons in that world? I don't know.
1: No, because we've never seen a J. Jonah Jameson in the Andrew Garfield universe. I, although there is one written in the paper in Morbius's trailer, with yeah, also Black and, Cat, who is connected with Spider-Man.
2: And there's a Spider-Man poster in the Morbius trailer and behind Sp- him. Spider-Man Man it's doesn't Tom exist. McGuire's Spider-Man.
1: Yes, it's Tony Maguire's Spider-Man. But in that Venom film, can't which be also in features it also Venom, features Michael Keaton, who
2: Yeah, but also Venom butcher. can't be in the Spider-Man. That Eddie Brock as that can't be in Tom McGuire's universe because we've already seen Venom in that universe. It was told even for though Grace. Morbius and Eddie that Venom are together in the same universe. So, oh Sony. But that oh, Venom
1: afraid. knew who Peter Parker was because the other Venom in toby Maguire's universe knew who Spider Man was Peter Parker, and so that's how the other Venom knew it because of a
2: hive mind scenario. But also, no, I love the it. so you're like, oh lads, we fucked it.
1: <laughs> oh lads, this is, we have done a number on this.
2: <laughs> um, look, I think that's it for this week's Movie Mondays, though, Sean. I think we got through a lot of news. I think we did. Thanks for putting that story last, because
1: my brain is yoghurts now after yeah, discussing just, that timeline.
2: To, to me, anything <laughs> I hear about Craven the Hunter, I'm just like, why is this movie happening without Spider-Man? It doesn't make any sense. But why is you do your like, own
1: Yeah, do do your own thing. Uh, why is that universe happening without Spider-Man is another mm-hmm. question. Uh, but would you like me to take us out, Connor? Yeah, please. Thank you everyone for listening to this episode of Movie Mondays. We'll be back on Wednesday with Weird News Wednesday, Friday with Hero or Zero, and next Monday with another episode of Movie Mondays. Big thanks goes out to everyone over on the Patreon who continually supports us month on month. Shout-outs go to uh oh god, uh man goat batman man goat man bat scream <laughs> mask wearer killer joe Hank the tank the cat burglaring bear <laughs> <laughs> I think I just had a stroke, Waffles, but thank you very much for the That's continued what we support. sounded
2: like on when the,
1: Wednesday's the show. Oh, editing it back. It was a fever dream, and I'm so sorry <laughs> anyone had to listen to that. Um, yeah, if that makes no sense, you go listen to Weird News from last week um, Thanks also then to Kira Lawler David Clark, Ed Ball, Joe Burney Roisin the Wife Palmer Ryan Wrighttime Time Evanson, Sean Groyer Mofer for a bro Jameson, Dominic Josiah Florida Gal Green, Anna Helmroos, Lil Dicky, the lads turned their stories into motion pictures and made millions McGrew. I hear those motion pictures are going to take off anytime ah, soon the old talkies The old talkies uh, Thanks to Danny McLaughlin, Ray I can't believe Wanda did this Sammy DeLucia and Michelle wishing Ronan Brown a very happy 10th birthday Thanks everyone for the support over there Head on over to the Patreon if you want to hear us do uh, some of our movie reviews There's heaps of them up there as well as some Disney Plus reviews as well Um, And you can also suggest movies that you'd like us to review So that's always a good time other ways to support the show There is a merch store Link below Twitter is At Heroes for Hire Pod The 4 is the number 4 Facebook is Detective Devilman's Discussion group Or Heroes for Hire Podcast Whichever one you prefer uh, Instagram then Is Heroes for Hire Podcast And the best way To ever help out the show Is to tell one Human being That we exist
2: Just the one please but
1: I think that's about it Con
2: I think so So I've been Connor Long I've been Sean Mean. I shall see you All next
0: week guys Bye Bye